Hey, everybody. Welcome back. HSC Podcast 58. Uh, we're going to start in a new season. We're going to call this Episode 1, Season 3. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, we'll get you up on uh, a Season 3. Uh, I don't know what's happening on Spotify, but we're gaining some listeners. So uh, that's nice to see. Get it, get some new listeners on Spotify. So maybe uh, eventually we'll we'll get some listeners going. Uh, for those YouTube people, come on, HSC Podcast. We need some subscribers. We're watching us on YouTube. Spotify win. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe and like. Uh, leave some comments for us, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to you. Uh, so of course uh, we got Big Box Steve on the mic, Big Smooth Derek, and Fresh Wes. So today we are talking about uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the NBA playoffs. So NBA, obviously, since it's we're in between, you know, football, uh, NBA. This is obviously the biggest time of the year for the NBA. I kind of feel like uh, I don't know about you guys, but I don't watch NBA during the season as much as I used to. Like I used to watch watch a lot of season games, uh, especially Blazer games. Um, and obviously Derek, you probably watch Nick's games, but, uh, yeah, I mean, do you guys watch as many regular season NBA games as you used to? No, I think I was watching when I was watching the horrible Lakers Timberwolves game, which I wanted to like burn my eyes after watching that game. It was just so bad. (laughs) I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, I really haven't sat down and watched a full game. And get the this is how long it's been since like opening game when uh Gordon Hayward like tore his like ACL and stuff with the Celtics. Right, messed his leg up really bad. That's a yeah. long time ago. It was, and I was thinking, I was like, oh man, I think that was the last time. I mean, with having a kid too, it's so hard to actually get the TV to put on something you want compared to right. what they. But yeah. And then I got to pick that game, and I'm like, really? This is the game I get to watch? <laughs> yeah. So- yeah, we'll talk about Lakers-Timberwolves here. Uh, Wes, what about you? You Are you uh, watching regular NBA games, or how are you keeping up? I was trying for a while just because I was, you know, doing parlays. So I try to catch as many games as I could, but either I would fall asleep like I've done, you know, like for the late games or the early games, East Coast games, it's just it's hard to watch sometimes. I just don't understand the not the philosophy, just the lack of philosophy. It's just uh, mind numbing sometimes. Like I don't so, know if you guys watch the Sixer game tonight. It's just like, oh man, know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Something I noticed when. Uh, because I watched quite a few full um March Madness games, and uh, that's one thing I noticed when I sit down and try to watch an NBA game, it's hard to do it. But watching a March Madness game, it was uh, it was no problem. Like, I feel like I was able to watch the whole game, you know, it was exciting, it was fun to watch. It's not as much ice. ISO ball in the college game, they, they, that's they, the problem. 
Yeah, exactly. I think that's it is they value their possessions in college versus where the NBA, it's like they don't care. It's like the faster I can get up the court and shoot a three, the better. And it's just, but that's the analytics of it. Right. Look at some of these games, like watch, and I, I, I wish I would have like caught some of the games where it was like 175 to 170. There was, I, think, I forgot who was playing, but it's like, I wanted to watch, I fell asleep. I wanted to watch it. And I was like, geez, actually, I just want to see how they got to that number. Like, what are they doing to get to that number? Yeah, you, you're playing no defense, right? Like, you are literally going up and down court. It's like the old Denver Nuggets. It's like the All Star game. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's like every year in the All Star game. But yeah, it's like Steve said that the Nuggets back when they had like David Thompson and stuff and <clears throat> Orlando Woolridge, and they would just run it because it was um, Westfall, right? Yeah. Or Westhead, Westhead, because then he went to Loyola and ran the. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. So you know, watching a little bit of the games here as the playoffs are starting, and uh, just the amount of threes that are shot, the amount of ISO ball, the 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 defense that's not being played is kind of crazy. Um, and so it kind of makes you wonder, though. It's really hard because they're not playing a lot of team defense, right? It's there is a lot of one on one defense, and you really can't stop an NBA player one on one. I mean, it doesn't, there's not too many defenders that are going to be able to just isolate defensively on any NBA player. That's a, that's a tough ask, you know, because all your NBA players have, you know, the, the athletic skill and, you know, the ability to score. You, you really, I think what they're missing is, to, for, me, for me, it's team defense, right? They used to play a lot of team defense, and I didn't see a lot. I haven't seen a lot of that lately. Uh, so let's get into the NBA for a second here before we get into our next topic. But uh, first, we ha- I, we, we got to talk about this because it's all over, you know, everything, social media, sports, news. Uh, so Draymond Green gets suspended. And uh, for for stepping on Sabonis' chest, and so there's a couple things that I'm gonna. I'll say this, and I'll I'll only hear what you guys have to say about it. So you've got two narratives playing out with this, right? You've got one side really saying, "Okay, you you step on the dude's chest. Doesn't matter what happened. You, you did it. You should get suspended for it." And then you got the other side. Uh, so you know. A lot of people, Stephen A. Smith, uh, I heard uh, a couple other guys, uh that dude from Duke. Uh, Jay Williams. No, the, the white uh, guy. J.J. Uh, uh, Reddick. Yeah, Reddick. Reddick. And, and so they're talking about, you know, oh, this is this shouldn't be suspended for this. Da, da, da. Lots of different reasons. Um, but. And so, so that's the narrative playing out right now, and it's a big topic. So, so what do you guys think? Well, I just basically think Draymond gets the Vontez perfect rules now. He's done. He's a habitual line stepper who's gone overboard so many times. If he does anything remotely 
um it's a term you know sketchy or anything like that then yeah he's gonna get it it's he yeah sabonis kind of grabbed his leg but he did stomp on him right you know no, what? He, he absolutely grabbed his leg for sure 100 yeah. right but, but yeah then he, stomped, then he stomped, him. stomped him so like if someone grabbed my arm and i punched him i'm going to jail right right so if someone grabs your leg and then you stomp on them you're gonna get a suspension for it's just one game right I just feel like he just is the, he's an agitator and that's what he does. And he, so, did, so you think it's a product of, of his environment that he created for himself. Well, that's what they even said in the suspension letter. They said it's because of multiple instances over his career. And this is why we're doing it. So, I mean, he gets the, he gets no benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like Bill Lane, it's, it's like, you're saying if this is the first time that it happened and he didn't have any other things in his past, they may may not have suspended him. Yeah. You got a fine or something, but it's not the first time. It's not the second time. It's not the third time. <laughs> what do you think about that, Wes? Yeah, I mean, he's just, you know, he's kind of a target sometimes, but Watching it at first, I was like, yeah, I did kind of stomp on him. And then you watch it from a different angle, and it looked like it wasn't really that bad. But, I mean, it's just yeah. stupid. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, it's like, because I, I didn't see the game. I saw it on my phone, and it blew up <laughs> on my phone. Like, Draymond, it's like, Draymond, like, hit somebody with a car. And I'm like, okay. And then I watched it. I was like, all right. That's not that bad, you know. It's not as bad as what he did to his own teammate. You know, punch him in the face in practice. <laughs> so that's just I, the one game suspension. I could, you know, I could see it's. I guess because of prior things, just he's gonna get that. I just so think that bad. Stephen A. Smith's argument is that. First, first argument, you need a lot of arguments, but one of his big ones is that this is a playoff game. Like, this is the biggest part of the season. It's one of the biggest games for them of the year, and it's unfair for them to be suspending him at sure. this point in the season. The only thing I would say to that is if this was a finals game, absolutely. But, you know, it's kind of your fault you went down 0-2 in a sense. I mean – Sacramento came out. They played really well. They surprised everybody. And, you know, it is a first-round game. You know, you got to handle your business at home, even if you don't have Draymond. It's not like you're playing the Celtics here. You know, this is a championship team. This is an upstart team. You should go out there, handle your business. And right now it looks like they're doing pretty well. Well, and precedents have been set. You know, Draymond has been suspended for a finals game. Right. Yes. So um, remember the, when the Knicks had half their team got suspended against the Heat in a game seven? I mean, this is a separate issue or separate thing from that, but I don't necessarily think they're any better or worse of a team with him playing or not, to be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, like, you know, he may be a little bit more dynamic than Looney, 
but really not that much. Looney's going to get the same amount of rebounds. He's going to play a similar defense. And if they get him the ball, you know, in open positions, he's going to score. Uh, Draymond may have a little bit better outside shot, but that's questionable. Um, but I don't know that they're that much better of a team with or without him, really. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of separate from that. It's like everybody's making a huge deal of this guy that I don't think makes that much of a difference on their team. Yeah. Um, well, so Damian Lillard is going to try to get him to the Blazers. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Please, please Jeez. don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Derek, here's the, here's the second. So, the first topic, you know, talk about suspending a big game. Uh, second topic, Derek, is a lot of them, their their point is, is that they've been agitating him up to this point in the series. Like, they're taking cheap shots at him. They're holding his leg multiple times. And should that play into this, like, that he's been agitated? Uh, and there, there's some a, a couple, four, three or four clips that if you watch, you could see where they, you know, they weren't calling things like, you know, Malik Monk grabbed his up leg to, you know, on, on the, the line and, and uh, uh, Sabonis had definitely taken a few shots at him. So does that matter? Boo-hoo. What do you think Draymond's done his whole career? He's an agitator. <laughs> he's done the same thing to players his entire career. So now all of a sudden it's getting done to him and he's going to, they're going to cry about it. Sorry. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, Right. Right. I mean, so that you don't think that's a valid point by like Stephen A. Smith or JJ Reddick to say something like that. You know, you need to start. What do you think when Jordan was getting destroyed by the bull or by the uh, Pistons? Did he then go and stomp on somebody for it, or did right. he go and play better? There's no excuse. That's the whole thing about life. You're not going to go through life as someone's being like doing stuff to you. You're going to go and punch them in the face. No, you're going to try and be better. So he needs to have a cooler head. Right, which and historically he doesn't. That's for sure. I mean, you already made that point. Um, so yeah, and uh, I, I don't know. I find it odd that there's so much, um, I don't know, support. I guess we could call it for Draymond in this situation. I think it's weird to go well, out. He's and a be media like, member, you know. He's got yeah. his own podcast. He's going to be in the media at some point. So they're trying to be nice to him. It's just weird for me to that there's a lot of support for a guy who stomped on someone's chest purposely. If it was an accident, you know, the different things. And and I do see Wes's point because, Wes, I, I saw the same thing. When you see it from a couple different angles, you're like, oh, it doesn't really look that bad. But there's a couple angles that it does look bad. So, you know, it, it really depends on how you see it. I think Sabonis overplayed it. I, I think you could tell, like, he instantly like starts grabbing his chest. It's like, dude, you're like a seven foot man, dude. Don't, you know, you're huge. You're athletic. Don't tell me that that like rolled you up into a ball and you had to go to the hospital, get x-rays. Come on, man. You know? So that was a little over dramatic, but um, at the same time, like it looks worse or better from different angles for sure. Um, but the, the point, I think for me, it comes down to like, you did it. You know, you 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 do the time, right? You do the crime, you do the time. I mean, I don't see any way I could come back and say no suspension there. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's hard for me to listen though to some of the support that he's getting, and he's getting a lot. 
Like yeah. you and you're right, Derek, on podcasts, on media, and all over the place. Okay. Part of that also <laughs> is it, it's not just because he has his own podcast. I mean, it's like these people on ESPN, they don't want to say anything against any players anymore because they want the access, which I think is ridiculous because none of these guys will really have the personalities for anything. I'd rather talk to the guy behind the scenes than I would to the players to figure out what is actually going on here. You know what you're going to get from Kevin Durant. I mean, doesn't he basically has his own podcast. It's the same thing. Same thing with Draymond. It's nothing really that different. It's I, I think that's part of the problem is all these people, these journalists, they're like, oh, yeah, I want him to get his money and all this stuff. It's like, what kind of what is what is this like? You're, you're supposed to be objective. You just want yeah. access, and it's stupid. I don't even think it's. I mean, yeah, I'm sure the access is there, but I also feel like they they kind of trying to find a reason, you know, to go against like what that what's happening, you know, like trying to find a reason Draymond shouldn't be suspended, you know. It's oh like, yeah, it's you, yeah. like you're digging, yeah. you're digging. You know? That's why you should only be listening to Charles Barkley. Right. <laughs> well, Barkley, you just say what, say anything, what it is. Uh, well, that's a you know. I will say the inside the NBA crew. That is a they will say stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's because I mean, even Kenny is 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 up there, but you know, because when you took at Barkley and Shaq for a while there. You're, you're talking about two, you know, top 50 players that they just don't care about, you know, hurting Draymond's feelings, you know. Arguably almost top 10, both of them yeah. could be. Well, right. But it's the physicality that they don't want too. I mean, they don't want right. a lot of physical play. And so they're probably just watching this, like the whole Sabonis going down. I can just see their reaction to the studio. Like, he's <laughs> effing kidding me, dude. It's like, you know, it is like, you know, let's go to the hospital and, and uh, I, I, I gotta say, I, I mean, I, I'm annoyed by the leg grab. That's annoying to me because that's kind of like, you know, a cheap thing to do when you're around some guy's ankles. And that's the worst thing you could do around a player, you know, a basketball player, their, their feet, their ankles, their legs, their livelihood, yeah. you know. And, and so and, not not a fan of that for sure. And Sabonis isn't just grabbing his leg. He did it another time too. He's grabbing Draymond a lot. And yeah, I think Draymond's well, like saying. Draymond's like, what are you, my girlfriend? Why are you <laughs> grabbing? I guarantee you that's what he's thinking. And but that's I think what it's he's weird doing. too, but but again, this is a strategy. Yeah. You know, it's a strategy because you know if you chip away and you chip away, you want him to get I mean, they're just yep. trying to get him the technical. Yep. Like you can already got him thrown out of a game. I mean, that's that's, just, they, that's their goal. That's the get part of the game, you know. Part of the game is getting in people's heads, yeah. and there's that happens every game, everywhere. Um, so yeah, I, I, they're definitely and there's enough clips out there to see that they're they're egg and dream <laughs> on on from yeah. the beginning of the series. So, um, uh, so let's talk about some of the series here. Uh, you know what's sticking out to you guys. You know who who do you think's looking good so far, or you know, and ahead of time without you know, depending on doesn't matter how they're looking now. Like who do you see you know going far in the playoffs? 
Well, well, I do want to bring up one more point. In the Warriors-Kings game right now, Looney has 17 rebounds in the third quarter. Right. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, do you get a lot more out of Draymond than you do out of Looney? Exactly. I mean, he now he just – now he has to play more. So he's going to – you know, I mean, he averages 12, you know, 12 rebounds a game. So, I mean <laughs> – yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't know that they're a much better team with Draymond. That you know, that's kind of, kind of makes my point even better. You know, when Looney's got you just miss having rebounds. the bodies, the extra yeah. body. I mean, you're just yeah, you right. It, it's a, it's more of a rotation thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, look at the looking at the teams right now. I mean, Boston obviously looks good. I mean, I, I think Boston was one of your one of your favorites going in, at least to me. When you look at Boston, how they played throughout the year, um, you know they're playing pretty well. Um, uh, somebody just went through. Who went three zero? Sixers went three zero tonight, right? Yeah. With uh, Harden getting and ejected. Yeah, and well, I mean, dude, Maxie's playing off the chart. Yeah. I mean, if Maxie plays like that the whole playoffs. They're going to be tough to beat. I well, mean, that was he, like he's, the whole... he's out playing their whole team. He's the best player on the mm-hmm. team right now. Well, that was what one of the sticking points was in the Ben Simmons trade is they wanted Maxi. Yeah. And uh, they're like, no, no, you're not getting Maxi. And yeah, he had um, 25. He was 10 of 17, five of eight, five of eight for the three-point range today. Yeah, he was a pretty high draft pick for them too, um, if I remember right. They did pick Maxi. He was, I think, it was in the twenties, though. Yeah, he was a first round pick. He was a first round, yeah. But I mean, that's when it comes to the playoffs. Twenty one. You got to kind of look at things like that, right? Like, who, what players are stepping up for teams? Because you're going to get star power usually, right? Your stars are going to play well typically. It's when that bench player plays real well or you know one of your starters is playing above their their game so well we've had tons of injuries already you well, have i um, mean for yeah you've got morant was out and and uh leonard Kawhi leonard was out today honest was out yeah um uh, jalen brunson was a game time decision and he played but uh, josh hart was doubtful also i mean there were tons of players either um, well, how you feeling about the Knicks? How how you feeling about those Knicks? I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll start there. I mean, that's your team. So, how do, what are their chances here? I think they're fine. I mean, what you do when you're uh when you're the underdog team is you just need to steal one away. They did, right? And they didn't play well the next game, but still, they're one one with home field advantage now. So, I guess it just it depends on what happens in New York, but. It's yeah, gonna be Cleveland. Tough. I mean, I don't know. Cleveland doesn't look too great either. Well, they got Donovan Mitchell. He's pretty good. Yeah, he should be a neck, but <laughs> um, I still well, I think Knicks will pull that series out. I think it, Garland is the one who had who's having a pretty good playoff so far, right? Let me check here. 
Uh, how about uh, Jay Garland had a good game? Um, Mitchell had 17 points but 13 assists. So, what do you guys think about uh, Phoenix? Uh, so Phoenix, obviously a tough series with the Clippers so far, but looking yeah. at Phoenix on paper, I mean, Phoenix looks pretty good on paper. Well, the Clippers look pretty good on paper too, if they're healthy, yeah. but Paul George is out. Kawhi is not playing, but they're only four points behind the Suns right now in the third quarter. So that's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. The Suns should win the series. Uh, yeah, Clippers go two one with Kawhi not playing. That'll be cool. Uh, but you know, it's weird because I mean Devin Booker, he's really carrying the Suns, and it's like Durant, dude. Like you got to show up, man. Mm-hmm. Well, right now it's kind of interesting. So ten minutes left in the third quarter. Booker has twenty two. Durant has sixteen. The rest of the team is under 10 points. Like <laughs> Paul has seven. That's the next guy. So basically it's it's Booker and Durant right now. Yeah. I I don't think he's fully back to, you know, he it's probably gonna take him another week or two. You know, he's not really back at games, but he was out for a while. Yeah. So and that's kind of what he does. He, he kind of lollygags a lot after after I mean, he's been injured a lot. I think people forget how many injuries he's had just in the last five years. He's not a very big dude as far as like, you know, just his frame. Right. And so I think he's, I think he, he'll get back up to speed here in the next couple of games, but well, only at 16 points tonight. I mean, you know, he had 27 in the first game, 25 in the second game. So it's not like he's scoring 10, 10 points. He's still scoring. Yeah. Yeah, he just he's, you know, you're just used to. I mean, I know it's a different it's a different situation. It's a different team. He's got to get you know, got to figure out what he wants to do as far as like, you know, where he wants to be on the floor versus CP3. You know where Booker's where Booker is more comfortable. It's just he's a brand new team. He's got to learn. And Yatens is the X factor. I mean, um, you know, it's just it's a it's a it's he hasn't been playing there that long, so. Well, yeah. he's also got Kawhi Leonard guarding him. Yeah, and that's t- I mean, for, yeah. I mean <laughs> and that speaks to I mean, oh. there, there's always that uh, the the playoff Kawhi is a different player too, you know. You always talk about that, and and I don't, they don't have him tonight, but he's obviously you know he's had a couple pretty good games, and and he's just a he's a phenomenal defender. Uh, he always steps up for the playoffs, it seems like. And so that's tough for them. Uh, Lakers, uh, Memphis. Hmm. No job Morant, and they still win, right? And and they mm-hmm. come back and win. Um, I don't... I don't know. I, I'm just I'm not sold on either of those teams. To be honest with you, yeah. I, I think they're kind of lucky that they're playing each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because I don't know that either of them would advance against any of the other teams. No. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Grizzlies being a three seed or two seed, right? 
Are they the two seed or the three? Yeah, they're the two seed. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at them as a two seed at all. No. Uh, well, the West is not super strong as it used to be, you know. It used to be, you know, you remember West was the dominant um, conference. I think that's they're still a good conference, but I think the East is stronger for sure. So you have that anybody could win in the West, really. Well, that's also because you have teams like the Suns and the Clippers who have been hurt most of the year. So you don't really know. And they're like a four and the, you know, five seeds. But if they were healthy the whole year, they'd be one seeds, right? I mean, yeah, most likely. If the if they were healthy, don't you think if you had the a healthy Suns team and a healthy Clippers team with the Nuggets, that top three is just as good as the Bucks, Celtics, and 76ers. Yeah, I think the it's, it's I don't know, you know, the Nuggets obviously look great, right? The Nuggets don't look like that they're, they're gonna I think the Nuggets look like they're coming out of the West. If they stay healthy. Right. Um, Who comes out of the East, though? I think that's a tough one. You know, when you just talked about those three top East teams. You know, that's tough. Celtics or Bucks for me. I don't trust. Yeah, I don't trust James Harden, playoff Harden at all. Yeah, yeah. Mac, I think I think Max would have to continue to play the way he's playing, which is a possibility. Um, and if Embiid can have some epic games, he needs to play a little better too. Yeah, he's a little frustrated, and they're and the Brooklyn's frustrated. They're just they're gonna they're gonna have two guys around him all times, right? But he'll eventually figure it. They're gonna get through Brooklyn. Um, the Brooklyn game tonight was bizarre. It's like you're down by two, you know, 20 seconds. Coach doesn't call timeout, probably because he's like, you know what, they're not going to listen to me anyway. So why call timeout? <laughs> they bring the ball up the floor, and it's like you're down by two. You're down 0-2, okay? You might as well go for a three because you go to overtime against Philly, you're going to lose. That's You're just out, man. That's all there's to it. Why not go for the three? What does this guy do? Goes, drives the lane, gets blocked by Embiid. Yeah. Game over. You guys lose. Like, but you can't. I mean, the thing with the the Nets, I mean, they're just not very good. (laughs) Yeah. I I just don't see I how they had a chance at winning that series. They don't. They, so. they didn't. They didn't have a chance. They thought they thought they might win the last game, and you know, they're just not. They don't have the firepower. Well, that's what I see. The the East is top heavy because the one, two, and three seeds. There can either either of you think that any of those teams are going to lose? No, no. But no. in the West. Well, I don't think Denver's losing. No, Denver's not. But yeah, but it could Kings go. You're right. Lose. It, I mean, yeah, you're right. Memphis, it could go. The Kings, the Kings could lose. I mean, Phoenix is not a four seed, but everyone thinks people predicting the Clippers to win that series. Yeah, you know, it's a little bit more wide open in the West, but yeah, injuries has been a big issue this season, and it's kind of screwed everything up in the West. Well, so if you had to pick 
because uh, I want to get on to the next topic. If you have to pick your your finals teams, who are you taking right now? I I, I think I I go with the Celtics in Denver right now. That's what I'm picking too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that, you know. I think we're all in, in agreement there. I think it's – I mean, Denver's never been to an NBA Finals, and it's it's weird. It's hard for me to pick them, but I just think – I mean, Aaron Gordon's – he's just – he's playing so well that I think he's kind of the X factor. Murray, yeah. Murray's going to give you what Murray gives you. Jokic, that's, yeah. you know – but Gordon is just kind of playing out of his mind this season. He continues to play like that in the playoffs. I mean, I I think they're well, because you can't. I mean, that you 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 have to basically let him roam, play one on one, a lot of one on one with him, and and Gordon's going to beat a lot of people athletically. You know, I mean, because what are you going to do? Like, you, you're not going to not double team Jokic. You're not going to you know let them play some pick and roll and let Murray get to the basket. Like, you can't you, you can't do that. I mean, pick your poison. Then you got Porter Junior. I mean, right. there's no scrub. Yeah, I no, mean, and he's going to hit those jumpers for sure. Yeah, this is yeah. the first time that they've real. It's funny. It's like everyone else is having injuries and the Nuggets aren't. But the last few years, the Nuggets are the only team that's had all the injuries, right. and everyone's like. Well, Jokic can't win in the playoffs. Yeah, because all his <laughs> other teammates are hurt. It'll be interesting if he gets to the finals and then to hear the MVP talk at that point. Well, I would <laughs> love the the 76ers and the Nuggets because then right. be awesome. <laughs> then you really get to see. <laughs> that would be uh, amazing, actually. Well, Kendrick if Embiid does, head would explode. If Embiid doesn't play better, they're not going to have a chance because Embiid is not really playing like Embiid right now. So he needs to step it up a little. All right. So uh got the NFL draft coming up. So we're gonna talk about some uh some draft busts. Love love this topic. Uh for the last decade, top 10 draft busts. Um before before we get into that though, uh let's let's just any new draft news, anything you guys think, anything you've heard. Um, anything about the draft coming well, up? Well, right now you can't believe anything you hear anyway. So <laughs> it's kind of like anything you. The one rumor which would I would love is that CJ Stroud's falling, but yeah, well, I, uh, so I heard the same thing. I heard Bryce Young goes number one, and Texans wanted Bryce Young or no one at quarterback. So that that's what I heard going around, which is interesting because it's like let's say the Panthers pick Bryce Young. Now the Pan or the Texans are like, do they trade back? What do they do if they you don't want anybody? Will Anderson, you trade yeah. back and yeah, exactly you trade back and you, you trade back and you get Will Anderson. I mean, but well, I mean, you, 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 you can't get both. You can't do both. No, yeah, because I mean, it, well, Anderson's going to Arizona. I mean, yeah. is, is there any reason he doesn't go to Arizona? No, unless they trade back. Right. Or maybe somebody – or maybe Texans take Will Anderson at two. Well, yeah. that's that's a pot. I, I kind of thought about that. I, I have this feeling from, from everybody I listen to that the Texans – 
probably going to wait on a quarterback. Yeah. And so they, I think, I think, I think they do pull the trigger on Will Anderson. And that really, then that really makes everything really interesting. Well, I mean, me and Steve have been talking about it. That's the smart thing to do if I'm the Texans. Yeah. Right. This, you got two draft picks next year. You take, you, then you can get your, this is another mulligan year. You, you right. get players around and then you take either Caleb Williams or Drake May. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, and you're building your defense, right? And that's yeah. what, obviously, you know, you know, D'Amico Ryan's is there for a reason. He's there to to build defense, yeah. and so Will Anderson. That, that would be an interest. I think it's it's an interesting twist to the what's been all the mock drafts you've seen and everything that's been set up to this point. The yeah. Texans finally kind of came out and said we really wanted Bryce Young. And now they don't think they're going to get him because it looks like Carolina's going to take him. Yeah. And that's the big old FU from Lovey Smith. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> You're going to get rid of me. I'm going to win the last <laughs> game of the season. Which is funny because, obviously, I mean, we know. I mean, if you lose, they lose that game, they got the number one pick, they got Bryce Young, you know, they got what they want. And uh, they didn't get it. So. So yeah, so that that's so you guys heard some of that, maybe some of that same stuff too. But uh, it get, keeps getting more and more interesting as we get closer and closer now, uh, because of I didn't, I don't know. So let's before we go to this topic, let's talk about quarterbacks for a second. Do you really think Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the draft? I mean, is he your number one? I can't say he's. I could say he's number one, but I'm not going to say he's all the only quarterback I would take. Because they all got well. The, I'm only going three because I don't care about Levis and Hendon Hooker's too old, too old, <laughs> too old. I'm going Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and what I'm doing with those three is it just depends on what you got going on. Richardson for a team that's got a quarterback that can play right now but is not your franchise quarterback you want to sit him you want to bring him in let give him sometimes a sit you don't want to throw him out there stroud i can see starting right away and bryce young i can see starting away what stroud has more of the athletic abilities gifted um bryce Young's more cerebral so that's where you got a give and take which one do you want but I would, st- I don't know. It's a, a coin flip for me between Stroud and Young going one, but as the best quarterback. What do you think, Wes? <clears throat> I think what Bryce Young's demonstrated, especially last year, is his ability to improvise to to the point where. If you apply a lot of pressure to him, he's like the best. He's by far the best quarterback in college football. Um, so I think transferring that to the NFL makes him the best prospect, just because he's going to deal with a lot of adversity his first three or four years. Versus Stroud, Stroud's got the athletic ability, um, and he has the upside. But you don't know how, when it comes to pressure, how he's going to handle it. 
and rookies so, are it, always going to get pressure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but you're talking, and then you have your sophomore, the, that whole it, thing's going on. I mean, it, there's a safe pick, and I think he's more he's more of a safe pick for Carolina just because of that. But it, to me, I would rather have Stroud and coach him up. I mean, it is Frank Wright. Frank Wright was a quarterback. He's a good quarterback coach. He could see the ability Stroud has. I mean, Stroud has a cannon. And he could he, he could throw the ball from almost every angle if he has to. He's pretty fast. Um, why He has the ability to coach him up and take away some of his deficiency and just build everything around him. Right. Well, with that, though, wouldn't you say then they should take Anthony Richardson? Because doesn't Anthony Richardson, like his ceiling is higher than anyone. He's just rawer than anyone, right? So if you mold Anthony Richardson, you could have one of the greatest players of all time, right? Or he's a boomer bust. Yeah, but I I think there's less, I think it's a little safe. I don't think CJ Stroud is as much boomer bust. I think it's a little safer. Well, he is, but he also had Marvin Harrison Jr. and a lot of good receivers where that that's the Richardson had nothing. That's that's like the criticism that that people have been saying the last couple of weeks. Like, look at the guys he's throwing to. I mean, he's throwing to Marvin Harrison's son, who's yeah. like <laughs> Marvin Harrison, but a freak athlete. I mean, I get it. I mean, he's been throwing to great receivers the last right. two years. Well, Bryce Young's playing for Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is if you watch the tape for Richardson, how many drops there are? Because everyone talks about, oh, his completion percentage is so bad. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to watch the games to say that it's not all his fault. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's he's not more pro-ready than the other two. No. But the ceiling no. is so much higher. Right. Yeah. And, and But – and it could, but you're right though. It could be so much lower too. I think there there is a big. I, I think he could fluctuate really big either way, especially not brought up properly. Like well, that's he, where I'm, the then, biggest fear for me is he goes to the Colts. Right, I'm going to throw him out on the fire, and that's going to be the worst. Well, thing. Yeah, it's this. Like I said, Frank Wright is is going to protect Anthony Richardson, someone like that, as much as possible. With the way he designs the offense, you know, it would be a good situation. It just sucks that you're one because there's something about being the first pick. Maybe it's that right. go Mayfield thing. Yeah, and then it's you, like if you're not a number one pick, you will see it on the field at some point. Dude, if you take Anthony starts. Richardson number one and then he busts, <laughs> then you know, then you're well, you know not looking good <laughs> at all. There's just so much mental pressure of there's a, it, everything's about stature now. It's like, oh, you're the number one pick, and you know you're you know you're not ready to be that guy, and you know it's just. Well, well here I'll tell you, ask. I'll tell you something that I saw with Bryce Young that I didn't like, which was his inability to throw the dig you know over the first level and under the the secondary he really struggles hitting that uh getting over the linebackers when they run that deep dig or that deep end whatever you want to call it yeah um and that's a big route in the nfl yeah 
Cortez. And I don't know. And maybe, maybe, maybe he was just checking down a lot. He went, he, he didn't throw it a lot. And when he did throw it, he had some tip balls or, you know, he had trouble getting it in there in time. And so when I looked when I was looking at that, I was like, you know, maybe he does make good decisions. Maybe he's pro ready. But if you really can't make those kind of throws, like, is that really the guy you want to take at number one? Well, that's what you got. You've got safe. Like the safe, the pro ready, but he's the safe with the lower ceiling. You got the CJ Stroud who's, who could play right away higher ceiling, but not as ready as Bryce Young. And then you got Richardson who's not ready, but has the highest ceiling. So and that's then, a gamble. Then Levis comes out as the best of all four. No, 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 but Levis <laughs> puts in his coffee. So that guy can <laughs> go to hell. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be so funny when Levis comes out and is like rookie of the year. Well, you know what's <laughs> gonna happen after I'm saying all this? Good old McDaniels, they're gonna draft Levis. Oh yeah, that wow. might happen too. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, we'll get more draft stuff. Let's let's talk about draft bus, right? So this is on topic because we're talking about you know you take a one, who do you take? You know, where do you draft these guys and, and, and how does this play out? So we're talking about the last decade of, of these draft busts. And so we kind of all looked at it as a group, you know, you, you kind of figure out your top 10. Um, I, it sounds like we all got kind of a different group because I kind of focused on the first rounders after I was, I saw there was just so many and I started looking, you know, at the multiple second and third rounders. And I was like, so I kind of focus on first round. Sounds like you guys kind of uh, a focus. Maybe you looked at some different things. Nah, uh, I just focused on the top 10, top 10 draft picks. I didn't even go outside the top 10. Oh, really? So you're, Oh, that's what you meant by top 10. Yeah. Like all of yours are in, okay. Yeah. And most of mine are too. Um, so let, let's just kind of start from the top down. Um, so I'll give you who I have at number 10 and then, uh, so I have Sam Darnold at number 10. Uh, he was a third overall pick. He gets a little bit of leeway, but not a lot because you got picked at third, right? So you got a quarterback, you're picking at third, you expect performance out of him. He hasn't performed at all. You know, and there's some system stuff, right? There's moving around, different things happening with his teams. So that's why I have him down at 10, even though he's kind of a he's a third overall pick that really hasn't performed at all. So I got Sam Darlow as my my number 10. For me, so you go, go this 10. one's a tough one because I feel bad for him because he shouldn't have been picked fourth. And that's Cleveland Farrell. Okay. He's the fourth overall pick. He's had um, 10 sacks in, what, three? Let's see, 2000. Yeah, three years, right? Yeah, four years. In four years, he's had 10 sacks in four years. So that's not good for a fourth overall pick. No, not fourth overall. Oh, and also, well, I mean, I guess you could say – you could have got Josh Allen, but <laughs> but you got Derek Carr, dude. 
But the, that's car. that's kind of the problem. It was it was it was it was you know 2019. You still had car and you weren't ready to give up on car. Right. But it just kind of sucks. That one's more of a timing thing. Yeah. Well, they could have had Devin White. They could have had Devin the, White. Yeah. The defensive end. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I have a Cleveland Farrell in my list. <laughs> so. Uh, Wes, what do you got as your your number ten? I got DJ Hayden just for the fact is we could have DeAndre Hopkins, and then we draft Derek Carr, and then we have DeAndre Hopkins, and, or or we can just go you know safety Xavier Rhodes. I mean down the list. I mean, you know DJ Hayden's not. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a typical Raider. I don't, you know, just like, hey, let's draft a bunch of corners and safeties <laughs> and just cut them all. Well, you know, and then he's the original Demar Hamlin because <laughs> oh, he, he, he almost died. <laughs> he almost died on the field. He almost died on the field, <laughs> and then they were even like, I remember watching it because Joe was still alive. He texted me. He's like, "Who is this guy?" And even then, they were like, uh, yeah, this guy, you know, didn't think he'd get drafted this high. Right, right. Uh, I, I mean, I had DJ Hayden on my list, but my list was pretty big and he had to come off. So I, I don't, I, I, yeah, I had a people ahead of him, but I think that's a, a valid because it, because some of these picks, it, it is sometimes about who you could have had, but sometimes yeah. just about how poorly they played or, and there's a lot of circumstance stuff. There's a couple guys I took off the list because of circumstance stuff, you know, yeah. injuries, um, maybe stuff with the law, you know. <laughs> and, and even though that makes them a bust, it's almost like it's it's not fair to say they're a bad player because they made bad decisions. Um, we'll get we'll get to that one here in a minute. Yeah, I'm sure he's on the list. So, Derek, who do you got at nine? Um, I've got gotta go through here. I did it by a uh, year, but um, I'm going with tenth overall pick, 2018, Josh Rosen. Oh yeah, I had Rosen on my list. Um, didn't I mean, make my top ten, but he was close. He got traded after one season, <laughs> and he never even put. I mean. The second and a fifth rounder for the tenth overall pick. A year later, not even like a few years, like a year later, he got traded away. My my he issue, never, he never saw him again. Really, yeah. The issue I had with Rosen is I didn't even like him at UCLA. So like yeah. he wasn't that much of a bust to me, but I, he's he's a bust as the pick, right? Because he didn't do anything. He's 10th overall pick. And, you know, he talked a lot, too. He talked a big game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm the next Tom Brady. <laughs> he was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess he was on the Minnesota Vikings practice squad last year. So he's nice. still in the league. All right, Wes, what do you got at nine? I got Carson Wentz. Oh, and, and I didn't just, have Wentz on my list, so I want I'll just hear this. But it's it was kind of tough because on one hand he was 
you know, he did kind of help the Eagles the year they did win the Super Bowl, which that's great, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. And he came back and he's like trying to say, yeah, you know, he's trying to, he wants to be the guy. And you should be the guy when you're the second pick in the draft. And that's the problem. And then he, you know, what happens? He's not there. He's gone. You know, so. And he's gotten progressively worse is the problem. Oh, yeah. It's just. Uh, But he's a pro bowler. Like, I mean, he made a pro bowl. (laughs) The only issue I have with Wentz, though, is he was third overall in MVP voting one year. Right. I mean, pro bowler, third overall. I mean, it's hard to bust him. But he has gotten so progressively bad that yeah. I can I mean, I, now you, you can make an argument for it how bad he's gotten. So I'm I'm good with that. Um I got at number nine, I got seventh overall pick from the Bears, Kevin White. Uh worst pick ever, not worst pick ever, but I mean you, it wasn't a position you needed. There was better players there. Like he wasn't projected that high. There was so many bad things about that. And then he busts on top of it. I mean, so uh, he's got to make my top 10. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He's up higher on my list. So, <laughs> so uh, he's, uh, <laughs> I, I had to throw him in there at number nine. So I think, uh, well, he obviously we know he's on Derek's list. So. All right, let's move up to eight. Wes, what do you got? Mr. Mac Jones. Oh, jeez. Already a bust. I don't care what Wes anybody is brutal. It's oh, it's it's over. It's done. He already know. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that. You know, he's. I, I can't even believe that. Like the Niners, like yeah, maybe we should take him second. It's like they just won one did one better and got Trey Lance. But. Right. I mean. You he know, got much worse. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just, it just, a lot of bad signs there. He but just, um, Trey Lance at least has an excuse that he hasn't played yet. Yeah. Well, Mac Jones has an excuse because he was a Pro Bowler with Josh McDaniels at offense coordinator, and then he had right. a defensive coordinator as offense coordinator as next year. So again, so it's hard to put Mac Jones in there because again, you're talking about a pro bowler. And he hasn't now he's gonna have Bill Bill O'Brien. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I I would say the 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 jury's still out on Mac Jones. Uh he did not look good recently, for sure. I think that's kind of the the same as Carson Wentz. It's like you're really looking at what's happening like right now. Yeah. And um, that's that's good. I mean, but then when Mac Jones comes back and makes the Pro Bowl, Mac Jones is going to be like, that guy Wes talked about me on the podcast. <laughs> hey, and you know what? He'll thank me later. you <laughs> like, you motivated me to be a better player. And I'll so, go. Like, number eight for me. Uh, I have number three overall pick, Deion Jordan. You can't pick a guy at three at that position and not produce. Like, and he just, he never, he didn't produce at all. And he's a number three overall pick. And you expected a lot more. He was hyped as like the best defensive end we're going to see. And since Bruce Smith, 
you know, like they were, they were hyping him a ton. And so I, I got to say, that's a big bust there at the, the number three overall pick. And the Raiders had that pick and traded down to 12. <laughs> and so they could take DJ Hayden. <laughs> so they, they, they traded a bust for a bust. Yeah. Raiders. <laughs> uh, Derek, what do you got today? Uh, for me, <clears throat> mine is uh, Luke Jokel. Tackle. Yeah. He was the, uh, what, the number two. Two overall pick by the Jaguars in 2013. He played for five seasons. They moved him from left tackle to right tackle to guard. And yeah, you can't be taking a number two overall pick for him to be moved around and then end up as a guard and only play five seasons. And he ended yeah. with the Seahawks. Yeah, I uh, I have him on my list as well. Uh, so number seven, uh, this is where I have Clint Farrell. Just, I mean, you, you're, you're right. Like, it was not the best time and place for him, but still, like, you're picking a guy four. You expect, you got to expect more out of a four overall pick at that position. And he just, and he, it's not like he's the worst performing in my list it's uh it's just the fact that you know he's not performing very well and when a team drafts you that high and basically is like they don't really want you anymore you know i mean that that puts him on my list derek we got seven um i got barcavius mingo <laughs> oh jeez um, where was it? he with the number six pickup for the Browns in 2013? He played eight seasons, 12 and a half sacks in eight seasons. Yeah, 12. And so <laughs> I took him off my list because he played eight seasons, but I he was terrible. I mean, I mean, it was a high pick, he didn't do a lot, but yeah, so he was on my list. But the eight seasons, like the length, the longevity. Is the only reason I kept him off the top 10. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't. Cleveland Farrell's almost already clip, eclipsed him. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if he can make it all eight seasons. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, he is definitely on the list, so I could, I could agree with that one. Wes, what do you got? Seven. This is where I had Josh Rosen. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, he was upset. People passed on him, and he's basically saying, "I'm going to get everybody back." It's like how that worked. <laughs> yeah, it worked out real well. Uh, but he got paid. He's still in the league. He's just insane. He got some money. He's still in the league. He's got the hardest job in football, holding the clipboard. Uh, let's see. Let's get to six here, Derek. What do you got at six? Now this is where I got Dion Jordan. He uh one of the biggest busts. He played seven seasons though, but he had 13 and a half sacks in seven seasons. Right. So one yeah. more sack than Mingo. But he as the number three overall pick, trading up to get that too. Yeah. I think that's the big key is they traded up to get him. And yeah. And he was a much bigger prospect than Mingo for sure. Um 
and he kind of he he played in a better uh, defense for getting sacks, and he didn't produce at all. Oh, let's see here. I think that was just a bad year. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I could have put Jordan higher. I I, I could definitely could have put Jordan higher. Yeah, because in that that yeah. So for me, that was the year they did Jokel second, Deion Jordan third, Mingos sixth. And then in between those, you had Eric Fisher, Lane Johnson, and Ezekiel Lanza. <laughs> the three guys make the Pro Bowl, three guys busts for me. Yeah, that's brutal. And then I don't know, I don't want to spoil anything, but man, the rest of the top ten is bad too. <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty rough draft. Well, I guess that's where you can't where I won't be too harsh on DJ Hayden because he at least had kind of an okay career. Yeah, no, he, and... like D Milliner. Yeah. They were he was on my list too. Um, so was Hayden. What? What, Wes? What do you got at six? Well, this this is where I got a little confused. Surprise, surprise. Um, I put Jordan Love. <laughs> I, that that was my original list, but Jordan Love, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I because just because you know what? Look at the look at everything that has been caused just by picking him. Right. Was it really worth it? You know, well, and he's not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on top of like all the crap you put your team through, the guy hasn't played yet. He's not good, and now you have no choice going into the season. So what we got here is Wes is giving bulletin boards to Carson Wentz, <laughs> to Mac Jones, and now to Jordan Love. Yeah. <laughs> And Josh Rosen's gonna come off the practice squad. <laughs> Josh Rosen's gonna come. To, he's gonna be playing the USFL later this year. Yeah, I don't know why he wasn't in the XFL. He should have been balling <laughs> out. Yeah, you see these guys. I don't even know who these guys are. Well, because it's easier to hold the clipboard in the NFL. Yeah, but so a lot of the quarterbacks, you know who they are, though. Yeah, I don't think Josh Rosen wants to play football. No. I think he wants to play the piano or something. Yeah. Piano. That's Joey Harrington. Never mind. Right. Yeah. That's Joey. I got. So I have Corey Davis, number five overall receiver at number six. Um, Because a lot of reasons. One, he hasn't done a lot. And two, like, you could have had a whole lot better receivers. Um, but number five overall, so this is the problem I have with taking receivers early because you're going to end up sometimes with a Corey Davis. Uh, and there's a couple other guys out there that are off my list, but, you know, he may maybe they're on your list, but like Justin Blackman, you know, you end up like, I, I just don't see receiver unless it's Randy Moss, you know, Calvin Johnson. Like it's the only time I'm taking a receiver that high. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Corey Davis is not the guy that you take in the top five. So uh, he he was my he's my number six. So maybe it's the the team's fault, but <laughs> that Corey Davis made the list. Uh, let's see uh, <clears throat> who's lead here. Uh, West number five overall. What do you got? 
Another um, quarterback to... I know. I got I got um I got Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Another quarterback. That's awesome. I don't care. I don't care if he's in twenty fifth pick in the draft. It's Paxton Lynch. It's like I mean, just he's even bad in the XFL. Yeah, he got benched in the XFL. <laughs> he got right. in the X- Dude, the memes on Paxton Lynch were, were the best. Those were the best memes of the whole year, the Paxton Lynch ones. But remember, like, when it was, like, he was going to be the guy, though? Oh. Like, they were, like, Paxton Lynch, you know? Like, Denver was legit. But remember, before it was Brock Osweiler is going to yeah. be the guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's Denver, right? So, uh, but, Drew yeah. Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> So Paxton Lynch, number five, huh? I got uh, a number three overall pick in uh, Trent Richardson, Alabama running back. Uh, just, I mean, a lot of hype around him coming out. You know, you expected a lot out of him. He went to a team that was willing to give him the ball, and the dude just couldn't run in the NFL. Like, I mean that that's the that was the ultimate showing the difference between college and pros to me was watching him try to transition because he dominated you know he killed it in college you know and and he just didn't look good at all in the NFL and he's a that's why you don't take running backs yeah in the top three and they traded him a year later for a first yeah yeah Indianapolis who he sucked there too yeah so that's my number five Derek what's yours. <clears throat> well, I don't. I'm gonna. I guess I'll just say Trent Richardson. Also, he was on my list. So <laughs> I just he had two thousand yards in four seasons. That's not gonna cut it as a number three overall pick, right? Five hundred yards average, and he got the ball a lot. Like he had a, he had a really low yards per carry. And it, granted, I I'll admit first that the Raiders have drafted horribly. But I could make a top ten list of just Browns. Players. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Browns, you could definitely. Um, I spared the Browns a little bit just because I wanted to mix it up. Because <laughs> there's a couple other ones like uh, some corners, like Justin Gilbert and mm-hmm. some other guys I had on there. That yeah, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. Yep, had Johnny took him off the list. Let's see. So number four, I have the number two overall pick at my number four seed here in Zach Wilson. Because this guy is just trash. He's a trash as a person. He's trash as a quarterback. And I, I don't like him. And you took him number two overall. And so congratulations, Zach Wilson, at number four. Uh, for me... I go to the 2020 draft number three overall pick by the Lions, corner Jeff Akuda, who just got traded for a fifth round pick. Oh man, that's that yeah, that's a tough one. So I didn't put him on my list because I still kind of feel like the jury's out on him. Uh, I feel like he could play more years. So. But it's the same thing. Like he hasn't performed, so yeah, you got to at this point you got to call it as you see. And, it. I mean, that you go from a third round, third pick overall to a fifth round pick. Right. Yeah. 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 So we'll 
I I said I, I'm on board with that. Wes, what do you got at uh, number four? What which quarterback issues I say do you have at number four, Wes? It all comes down to quarterback, man. It's the most important position. And yes, right. I got another quarterback. <laughs> it's Johnny Manziel. Johnny nice. football. I mean, come on, Johnny. Dude, I'm still defending this guy. I'm like, why isn't he in the XFL? I mean, who are these guys that they get in the XFL? I don't even know who these guys are. It's like, you're telling me we can't put together, you know, some coaching, some game plans to get, you know, Johnny back in the football? <laughs> yeah, maybe in the XFL. But that Skip Bayless video, man, that was good. Oh, geez, brutal. At, yeah, at brutal. You're wrong. This is a franchise player. Yeah. <laughs> like how Dude, many times has Skip Bayless been wrong? <laughs> and that's like, okay, you got you got a guy in Merrill Hodge who watches film, he studies, right. does all that. That's his and, job. And played football. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> For a long time. It was a good player. <laughs> and you know what's you know what's crazy about that is when you guys showed me that video this week. I probably wouldn't put Johnny Menzel in my top ten. But the reality. <laughs> Of them, him thinking that he was oh, going to be him. like an all pro and a, and a multiple Super Bowl winner, whatever he was thinking. I I felt bad for picking Johnny, but it's his fault. It's not my fault. He's well, the <laughs> it's Skip Bayless's fault. It's Skip Bayless's fault. So when, to say you had Bridgewater and Carr go after him. Right. Yeah. Well, he he actually was projected a lot higher. Remember, he dropped. Like they were talking about him going in the top yeah. ten, uh, yeah, top five originally, and then yeah. he just kept dropping and dropping and dropping because they had him in like the green room, like the the ready to be drafted room, you know, like whatever they call it up there. So, uh, let's see, uh, Derek, what do you got? At, what do we got? Three. Here we go. Get the top three. Let's hear it. I'm gonna go with one, pretty much. Yeah, for. I'm going with Zach Wilson. <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, we called I'm, it. I'm though. there. When he yeah. got drafted. We said he sucked. Yeah. And he does. He lost the team. They got so desperate now that they're giving in to all the whims and everything that Aaron Rodgers wants. Because it's like they're so desperate. It, they looked so bad offensively with him at quarterback. Yeah. Oh, just it took terrible. So, I mean, yeah. you you bring in Mike White, dude. I mean, like, mm-hmm. he, and they they played some dude from like the practice squad or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had also Flacco, right? <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean Zach Wilson's definitely up there. All right, so three, Wes, what do you got? Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is quarterback list continues. Yeah, and, you know. I mean, it's just complete dysfunction. Um, all three phases of the game, he just seems to not either care. I think it's the not caring part. I think that's what pissed everybody off. Yeah. It's like, it. it do you know what city you're in? You're yeah. in New York. And you're, you're number two overall pick and a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, the your franchise, the franchise you're with, hasn't won a Super Bowl 
in 50 years. And, well, and so, they're, they're diehard too. Like Jets fans are diehard. Yeah. And then you come in, like you just don't care. I mean, the Jets should have known so. You don't draft some dude, pretty boy dude at a BYU <laughs> for the New York Jets. It's another, it's another, you got it. it I, I, college is college. You need, you just need to have the reps. And yeah. it seems like he just didn't have the reps like he should have in college. And it's hard to, like, he has one great pro day or the combine, or it was a pro day. And everyone just freaked out. Yeah. It's like, you haven't, have you watched his game tape? So here's the question. Can Zach Wilson be good somewhere else? No. Derek says Um, no. I don't think because he doesn't have the mental aptitude to be good. Yeah. He, he would have, it would have to be perfect situation with the perfect coach and the way the coaching that i've seen the last year i don't see that scenario yeah um unless so zach, zach, zach wilson's done he's the next ryan leaf <laughs> rick meyer rick meyer there you go he's a number two he's right sure no he sure, he sure. Was, was he sure number two also I, don't know. I, thought, I think I he was like a five or something. I thought we were calling like number twos. <laughs> Ryan Leaf and, and Rick Meyer were both twos, right? <laughs> yeah, because they yeah Bledsoe and Peyton Manning. Right. Uh, let's see. So what are we at? We're on uh, number three. It's you. And I got. So I got. I threw on it. So I got John Ross. Number nine overall pick, wide receiver. First of all, I don't necessarily like taking receivers this, but you have this guy that comes in, <clears throat> runs fast at the combine, and all of a sudden you're going to draft him number nine. And he, he definitely has not performed like a number nine overall pick, but it's the the jump that he made and again, this is one guy, it's not necessarily, I don't think, all his fault, but I think you stretch so far to grab this guy because of a 40 time. And, and you're not uh, the Raiders doing it? And you're not the Raiders doing it? <laughs> right. And he's a, a top 10 pick, John Ross. Uh, I moved him up a couple spots, not necessarily on the fault of his own, but also, like, if you're going to draft receiver number nine and you're going to run that fast, like, you got to perform. And uh, he just didn't do it for me. That was that. That's my one. Like, I kind of threw that one in there. I was like, "That's a disappointing draft pick." Down to number two, Wes, number two mm-hmm. overall. I bet he's got another quarterback, and my guess is it's Trey Lance. <laughs> no. Okay. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, come on, some, dude. Someone, someone has to fall on the sword here. It's gonna be Mitchell <laughs> because, I mean, when I remember that pick, and I was like, "You're kidding me!" Like, oh, dude. you are stretching, stretching like, like a Jane Fonda workout. Yeah. Well, I considering mean, Mahomes went to become who he is, and right. you know, there's that Patrick Mahomes guy 
at 10 that, you know, was there. And um, I guess we traded up to get it. It's just, it's where, you know, the number two pick and, and, and you're just like, he played one year and it is the bears. They've been looking, I mean, they're like, they've been doing casting calls for a quarterback for like 40 years. Yeah. I mean, at least (laughs) you got, finally, you got, you get your number two pick. You're going to get someone who's legit and didn't quite work out that way. It's the stretch for me for, you know, and I didn't have him on my list, but just like I just said with John Ross, I think that applies to Trubisky because you're actually, I mean, he did perform like he had a good record, but the playoffs went a pro bowl, you know? And so he, he may have not been what you would want out of a number two quarterback, but if we're comparing him to the rest of the guys on the list, statistically, he's, he's performed a lot better, but it's the stretch is what you're saying is which I agree with is you can't trade up to a number two and then it be Trubisky (laughs) and then, you trade him. Well, and then there's another one. So the 49ers traded with the Bears, and then they took Solomon Thomas, who was he was on my list, and I took him off. Yeah. He's a bust too. He's a nice rotational player, but you don't take a at number three. <laughs> so my my number two's already been said. I have him a lot higher than you have him, Derek. I have Luke Jokel at number two bust because this is a number two overall pick. He's a tackle. You expect a lot out of a tackle. He he was he came out and said he was disappointed he didn't go number one. And then he sucked. <laughs> he lost his job to a backup. He hasn't, you know, been a, a solid starter. His stats haven't been good. Um and and it's just I don't know. When you're taking a, a tackle, a lineman one or two overall, like they they should be good. And he's not. You know, it's like the old Tony Manrich. Mm. Robert Gallery. Yeah, Robert Gallery. <laughs> you guys know that one. So I have Jokel a lot higher. <laughs> My number what do you two, got? and this one's a tough one because it's not talent-based. It's more personal. But when you take him number five overall, the year before you take Jokel number two overall, I go Justin Blackman. Yeah. He, I mean, played two seasons. That's it. Number five overall pick, you get two seasons out of him. Yeah. That's a pretty poor drafting. And then, uh, yeah, I I really, uh, Davis and Blackman, I switched out. Like, I was going back and forth between those two guys. But they're basically the same type of guy to me. But Blackman played a lot less. And Davis is at least still on a team. Yeah. But Blackman looked like he could have been decent, even when he started playing. Like, I don't know what really happened with him. Because even in in some games, like, he looked decent. Right. In a few games. But, man, uh, you're right. It's uh, to play as little as he did at number five overall. He was definitely 1,280 yards in two seasons. Right. And it's the two seasons that's a big one. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Number one. Well, I mean, I don't know if you guys have the same thing I got, but uh, I got 
Jamarcus Russell, Raider. What? He's not on the no. last ten years. That's well. That's why oh, he wasn't. No, it's I thought I thought he was. Oh man, it's no. okay. I'm still picking Jamarcus Russell. I don't even Just care. Just Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm calling him the worst draft bust overall. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. It, 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 it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't know how I got him on my list, but uh, I think that's the only draft I didn't look up. But yeah, uh, Carr's been around for almost ten years. I'm I'm going with Marcus Russell, regardless. Worst draft pick ever. Biggest bust. Number one overall pick. And all he wanted to do is eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> he wouldn't even watch the tapes. He wouldn't read the right. he wouldn't read the playbook. So that, that's oh. my biggest bust. It's funny because Steve goes with the Raider as his number one. I'm going with the Bear <laughs> as my number oh, one. No. 397 receiving yards in seven seasons. You had him lower, but Kevin Wright yeah. is the biggest bust ever. I mean, you take a receiver at seven, you need something out of him, that's for sure. Like, not even 397 yards in seven seasons. Right. Gotta do some math here because that's... <laughs> well, I mean... And the guy, like, he couldn't take a hit. He was injured every time he got tackled. 57 yards a year. Right. <laughs> That's what he averaged. Which makes you wonder, is like, why is he still in the NFL? Like, how do you keep this guy in your team? He's not catching the ball. He's not a good returner. <laughs> yeah. Even though he was in college, which is crazy. But yeah, it's it's hard not to think that Kevin White's not a, one of the biggest busts for sure. What do you got, Wes? At Christian Ponder. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> just Christian because, Ponder. Just because I remember watching the draft and I was like. Why would you draft Christian Ponder? And I think everyone round? was thinking that. Right, right. And except the Vikings. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like you. It, but it, it, that, hey, I call foul again. This wasn't in the last 10 years. <laughs> it was 2011. Yeah, that's 11 <laughs> it was. It was, it was <laughs> well, at least it's not 2007. Yeah. I got like. <laughs> I went, closer. Back, I went back to every draft since 1986. I got a massive list. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, but Christian Ponder married Samantha Ponder, so that gives him some credit, right? Right. But he was pretty bad. Yes, but well that I feel bad for him because that's another overdraft. They yeah. should never have drafted him. No one thought he should have gone that high. Well, there was like so uh your the Raiders receiver um Henry Ruggs. Ruggs. Henry Ruggs, yeah, Henry Ruggs. You you mean you look at that as like that's a huge bust, but you know, we, we gave him the benefit of doubt saying 
if he didn't go to jail. Yeah, I don't think know, he would have been a bust if he didn't go to jail. He wouldn't have been a bust, right? You know, but a lot <laughs> of people talk about him as a bust, you know. So yeah. there's definitely like there's injuries that happen to people, you know, there's well, considering stuff. he played less than two years and had 921 receiving yeah. yards. So he uh, tripled Kevin White's. <laughs> Kevin <production>. White's, right. <laughs> but there was a few guys out there that you saw that, you know, went high, didn't do a lot, but then you look at it and they're like, oh, well, he tore his ACL or, you know, MCL injury or, you know, whatever. And if so I was there's, going there's to do, out there. I would have gone like um, Garen Conley. That was a bigger bust than Ruggs, I think. Oh, yeah. Leatherwood. Leatherwood. You don't have him on your team anymore. <laughs> he yeah. just drafted him like what 17 overall or something like that. Leatherwood. No, he was like 25, I think. I, I didn't even think about Leatherwood. Jeez. Yeah. That's well, I mean, Leatherwood was I think he was like 17. No. Yeah, you're right. Good job. Yeah, 17th overall. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh and now he's not even on your team because that wasn't that long ago. Right. It was but then you, I mean, they tra- they he got one season with the Raiders. It's probably between the Browns and the Raiders, like overall. Mm-hmm. Jaguars. Well, Jags are up there. They're up there. They but, they've made some better picks lately. Yeah. Trust me, I've gone back 30 years in the draft. <laughs> and the Bengals have some bad ones too. Yeah. The Bengals. Um, yeah. Well, they got one on my list. They got John Ross. Oh, yeah. Number three. Well, Kajana Carter. Yeah. Kajana Carter. Keely Smith. Smith. I mean, even the But didn't didn't Kajana Carter blow out his knee, though, like, right at the beginning of his career? But but they could have had Marshall Falk. Yeah. At number two. (laughs) Like, ITES, Marshall Falk. Right. What was the, I'm taking Marshall Falk. Well, the Bears, they had Rashawn Salam. Oh, oh yeah. And then yeah, they had who some was good the ones. other running back that was a huge bust? That there was like the a Raider top pick. Benson? Yeah, Cedric Benson. Yeah, sorry, Benson. They took him at like eight. Yeah. <laughs> you don't draft a running back that early. Like I just said, even back then, it wasn't as, you know, now it's like crazy. Back then, it was like, hit or miss but now i think you're crazy to draft a running back in a top pick well well they're talking about robinson going high yeah they're talking they're talking about yeah Bijan. i thought that i did a bunch of mock drafts and i was like so i picked the cowboys and the lions and i was like first round like why not pick him late in the first round now they're talking about him going up to the eagles right like really I don't think there's such thing as a generational running back anymore. No, I don't think so. It's the games change too much. There's too much, you know, of this uh, two and three back system thing happening, mm-hmm. and subbing them in and out, and and you know the way they're running the ball. It's not for ground and pound anymore. It's not like Adrian Peterson style. Well, you go with. Marshall Falk and Kajana Carter were different drafts, but Kajana Carter went number one overall. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. It, 
Oh, that was a but he he had. I mean, at the time, because now again we're talking about a, a a while ago when running backs had more wow. were worth more. Um, but I swear he had like a devastating knee injury. Well, they um, there were two pro or two Hall of Fame running backs in that draft class, right? <laughs> uh, he had he had six Hall of Famers, but he had Curtis Martin and Terrell Davis. Plus, yeah. you had Baselli, Sap, Tyler, and Derek Brooks, all in that draft well, class. And you take, let me look here, Kajana Carter. But Curtis Martin and Terrell Davis, no. you could not have known they were no. going to be as good as they were well, going to be. Well, Curtis Martin was a first rounder. Yeah. But he still he played way better than anybody ever thought. But Terrell Davis was a, just a phenomenon as far as like how good. Yeah, you were right, Steve. Yeah, Kajana Carter just was injured a lot, but and then back then it was harder to get. Yeah, but yeah, but the, still, but, yeah, it's still okay. A bust. So here, Wes, Bengals had back-to-back number one overall picks, mm-hmm. and they did miss out on Marshall Falk, but they took Dan Wilkinson that year. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Oh, I I wrote it down wrong. Okay, but B- Big Daddy was good though. Did he even it's go to Danny a Marshall Hall. Falk? No. He didn't even go to a Pro Bowl. Obviously not. Yeah. And it, he was a good run stopper. He was a good defensive tackle. But yeah, but he's they could have had Marshall Sam Falk Adams. Sure. <laughs> right. And then he can go the next one I would think of, even though they got Marshall Falk. Um, I thought it was back-to-back years. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought Entman and Trev Alberts were back-to-back years, but... I think Entman was 92. Yeah, okay. Entman was 92. With David Klinger and Tommy Maddox. (laughs) (laughs) Klinger was like six. And that's another amazing one. Klinger. The Colts had the number one and number two overall pick that year. Wow. And they took Steve Entman and Quinton Corriott. Oh, that's, why that's <laughs> so bad. Wow. But to be fair, zero Hall of Famers came from that draft class. Yeah. Oh, I I looked I looked that up too. There was not one Hall of Famer in 92. It's bizarre. But here was when the Raiders drafted good though, Chester McLaughlin. Yeah. Yep, Chester's good. No, I don't think the Raiders have never drafted well, just recently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because well, they had, obviously you go back, there's a lot of great Raiders. It was it was starting when Al Davis was getting near the end is when it, all the drafts started going bad. Oh yeah. It just it, it's just when the the worst is when I mean honestly, you know, they could have got Roethlisberger, right? And then the next year, Aaron Rodgers falls to him. And then and they could have had him, they, yeah. And it's just like, what are you doing? Had, it's, and then uh, we have Marcus Russell. It was the for the for the for me, it was the Raiders. They did a lot of it seemed like a lot of stretching for their mm-hmm. first round picks for a while there. Well, they yeah, because you had DJ Hayden, like you said, Leatherwood, Farrell. Conley wasn't supposed to be a first round pick. Um, I know there's more. Abram, Abram well, wasn't. 
even if you go back further, like when they're, I mean, even Janikowski. Nambi Asamoa. Um, well, Asamoa was good, though. I mean, he he's not like a Hall of Famer. <laughs> no, but he wasn't like, he was like the number 28th overall pick, too. He was actually, for a time, he was like Revis Island. And when he was did the they 31st draft? first overall pick. When did they draft uh, Gallery? Oh, that was that was that was when they could have uh, Roethlisberger. That was 04. 04. So they got Gallery, but Roethlisberger went like 12. Yeah, also Muwa is a two-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro from a 31st overall pick. So that's pretty. It's yeah, when he was okay. with the Eagles, he sucked. Yeah. Yeah, he just didn't finish his career great. No, he, but when he was with the Raiders, he was good. He's Carson Wentz. No, the, wor- the, <laughs> the worst is the Raiders because you literally could have had Roethlisberger or you could have Aaron Rodgers falls to you late in the first round. You could have had him, and you could have said, you know what, I don't want Jamarcus Russell. I'll take that, that Calvin Johnson guy. Yeah. <laughs> you have Calvin Johnson and potentially Aaron Rodgers. Right. Throwing the ball. To- yeah, that, I mean, that's – that's kind of the story. Cry. That's the story of the draft, though, you know? It's like, how well, many how, times could you see, like, man, you could have had this, you could have had these guys. I will, and people won't believe me, but back when that was going on, I didn't want Jamarcus Russell. You know who I wanted? Joe Thomas. That's, yeah. Joe, yeah. There's that. Yeah, why not? Thomas. Yeah, he's pretty good. Because <laughs> then... You take Joe Thomas that year, then you don't have to worry about rubber gallery, right? Right. Or the next year you take Darren McFadden fourth overall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, McFadden looked like he could have been decent at, at the beginning. He, he, he's, yeah. he started he was, strong. He was okay, but if that's all you have on your team, right? I mean, they just didn't have enough weapons. He, If you would have had... Calvin Johnson, like I mean, that that would have been a pretty lethal offense. Yeah, they should have went quarterback sooner. Yeah. Instead of uh, you know that Kerry Collins guy, he's you know (laughs) he did go to a Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh man! Now we're gonna talk. Start talking about how good Trent Dilfer is. Trent Dilfer (laughs) went to a Super Bowl too. They were both in the same Super Bowl. They had to be good. I won't say uh, Kerry Collins was horrible. He, well, that's the thing is the way the well, Raiders. You can't say Trent Dilfer's horrible they, they were, because he, he was won a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl, just like Larry Brown was in the Super Bowl. Right, let's get him. <laughs> uh, what's the what's that guy from the Saint Tracy Porter? <laughs> Tracy. Oh, let's sign him to a huge contract because he had an interception in the Super yeah. Bowl. Well, because wasn't wasn't Larry, did Larry Brown win the um, MVP? Yeah, he yeah. had two. Did he have two picks? Let's yeah, he had two picks because Neil O'Donnell threw the ball. <laughs> right He's like, here, let's play catch, but you're for the other team. Oh, you're going the other way. <laughs> I just it was the worst throw as I've ever seen in the Super Bowl. You imagine yeah. when when that was happening, what was going on in Stefan's mind? <laughs> oh man. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I think I think we were watching it there. Probably. <laughs> oh yeah, so that that's a pretty I was looking back at 2005 with Cedric Benson going four overall. Yeah. Cadillac Williams thought, goes five overall. I thought he I thought he went eight. No, he, he went, went four. four? Jeez. You had Cedric Benson four, Cadillac Williams five, Troy Williamson seven. That's another horrible wide receiver. Oh, you know who they got at eight was Cade McNown. Oh, yeah. That's good old Cade McNown. Oh, here's That's one. <laughs> Wasn't it back to back years? The Lions taking uh, Charles Rogers and then Mike Williams. Right. Both being bust <laughs> wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awful. Yeah, there's a lot of busts, you know, and that's, I think you're going to see that with this draft too. You're going to be like, everybody's going to pick who they pick. And then you'll go back a couple years and you'll be like, oh man, you missed out on this or you. But you can actually, I will say, if we looked back and did the 90s, I bet you there's so many more draft busts than there are in the last 10 years. Like Todd Marinovich instead of Brett Favre? (laughs) Todd Marinovich. (laughs) I mean, I'm just talking top 10. We've already gone through like the most horrendous picks ever. I mean, don't you feel like, like there's... I don't know. I don't want to say scouting because there's scouting, but it like player development, like there, you can see more now. You could really tell like the more NFL ready guys. Yeah. You know, there should be less busts, right? Well, yeah. There's, there's, it's easier ways to scout now. Right. There's video. There's a lot more video. There's a lot more. It's the technology, even back in the late 80s. and, and, And just looking at, you know, the early 90s. They don't have the technology they have now. I mean, yeah, you got tape on. I mean, I get tape on my phone. I get fifty a night of just of of guys, just high school guys. And this is high right. school. We're talking college, but the one the one thing that did stand out to me is when you have like basically two Heisman Trophy guys on your team as Barry Sanders and Thurman Thomas. And Barry Sanders is Barry Sanders. <laughs> you know what Thurman Thomas is. And for Thurman Thomas to go 44, 44th in the second round, yeah. Phoenix drafted at 36, Tony Jeffrey instead of Thurman Thomas. <laughs> well, yeah, because would... it's it's a stat, it's a it's a stat game, right? They they don't know, they don't have the tape, they don't have the all the stuff on him. But but the thing about Thurman Thomas, that's different. You know Thurman Thomas Thurman <laughs> Thomas, you know. Yeah, well, it's like uh, well, who Auburn, went, right? See, okay, we are talking Jamarcus Russell being the worst oh. draft bust. That year had the worst draft bust. West, do you know who it was? 88? The Falcons took him. In the Thurman Thomas year? Thurman Thomas year? I don't have it in my notes. Andre Bruce. Well, yeah. I don't... Yeah, I don't really... Yeah, that wasn't very smart. 
<laughs> you know, that's the first year I watched the draft because that's when we first we had ESPN. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sticking with Demarcus Russell. Well, and then the Raiders blew <laughs> that draft pick, draft out of the park. You know, they had two top ten picks, and they got Tim Brown and Terry McDaniel. Oh, yeah. That's good. And 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 watching because I had to look up the Dolphins and how they screwed up. They screwed up pretty bad for three years. And honestly, they could have got Thurman Thomas. They was two picks ahead of their pick. They were they were pick forty six. Instead, in 1989, the Dolphins with the eighth pick picked Sammy Smith, right? <laughs> yes, I, and yeah, in that Sammy draft, Smith. in that draft, they could have got Eric Metcalf. They could have got they could have got Dave Meggett in the fifth round. Right. <laughs> they could have got Steve Outwater at safety. They needed defense. I think Sammy Smith was uh, pretty high <laughs> up on the top draft bus list. Oh yeah, he is. But he would have been, yeah. He was number eight on my old my old <laughs> list. He was number eight. You know, there's some okay, so here we go. The Patriots took at 17 John Stevens. <laughs> running back from Northwestern State. Right. Yeah. Northwestern State. You're gonna tell me you have more <laughs> film on him than Thurman Thomas. <laughs> I mean the, the Rams not have gone to green. Without Gaston Green, dude. Gaston Green was solid. Gaston Green. Here's my one of my favorites back in the day because of the run and shoot. But the uh, the Oilers took Lorenzo White that year. Yeah, yeah. But he he had a good good career. And then if you want to go because of it being the way back, two fullbacks drafted in the first round. Oh, jeez. Well, that was the, the Bears drafted Brad Muster. He was decent. Yeah, yeah. And the Saints drafted the great Ironhead Hayward. I mean, those are both good picks. Yeah. But Back yeah, then. you had one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, Can you five imagine? Running, running backs taken in the first round, and none of them was named Thurman Thomas. Right. <laughs> Can you imagine the fullbacks going in the first round? <laughs> like, what if what if they're like, we pick a fullback from uh Jackson State. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was just the 20th anniversary of the Raiders taking Janikowski. <laughs> Jeez. There was another one. Uh, who, what was the other? Was it Tampa who took? Uh... Well, that was second round, Grammatica. No, there was a different guy. Maybe it wasn't a Tampa. There was another kicker. That was drafted, and he didn't even really play much. It wasn't like it was still, yeah, I, know, I think kick. it was Tampa, but it was a second rounder. Yeah, and like the guy didn't even ever play or something like that. Yeah, because I think he was a Florida State guy too. At least, at least Janikowski kicked for a lot of time, kicked well. You know, I mean, if you're gonna spend that on a kicker, might as well have a guy. Roberto, yeah, yeah, that's him. Yep, Roberto Agayo, that's him. It was Tampa, right? Um. Let me check here. <laughs> yeah, Tampa drafted him in 2016. Wow. Then he went to the Bears in 2017. Yeah. And he was on the he he basically, yeah. He started with the Bucks and then they got it rid of him after one year, and then he was on a practice squad the rest of his career. <laughs> but he was 
22 of 31, 71%. And he was a second round pick. Crazy. Kicker. The kicker. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap up the podcast here. It's a long one. We got rambling on. We could go on and on about draft busts. (laughs) Yeah. We'll talk about drafts all night. Uh, all, you know, speaking of the draft, can't wait for the draft coming up here. It's gonna be uh, be exciting. It's gonna be good. Good to, like I said, I, I've said this before, but um, I'm I'm excited for this draft. I just really want to see what's gonna happen. Like I really want to see where the the picks are gonna fall and who's gonna take who. Um, maybe it's all the mock drafts. Maybe it's just like because there's so many different quarterbacks and they have different, you know qualities and and then there's th- sprinkling some defensive guys it's and then the Jalen Carter thing comes up and so uh, interesting can't wait to see it yeah for me I'm just depressed because I don't think one of the top three quarterbacks will be available for the Raiders and then hopefully Jalen Carter is but I don't even know if they'll take him wait why do you need a quarterback because Jimmy G's not... you got Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> you <got> Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy G has been good. How many times has Jimmy G been good without a defense? Well, I guess we're gonna find out, huh? Yeah, they need a quarterback for the future. I don't think <laughs> here's my thing. When you're picking in the top 10, you're not gonna you need a quarterback. Yeah. And if, well, if you're waiting, unless you're the Texans, unless you have extra picks in the first round, you got to, if you're that close to getting a quarterback, you got to take it. I mean, you could definitely get Levis. No. <laughs> I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wait till, I'll wait till next year. You know, it's going to be yeah. They're, they're going to gonna be drafting like 12th and. Right. You, you, you hope you could be really bad, you know. You, well, if, if you're really bad, bad then you you take it, but I don't think they're gonna be. Yeah. The problem if we're hoping to get next year's top two picks is not yeah, gonna work. You're, you're the Raiders. You're gonna draft Levis and reach up for him and be like, "Hey, he's gonna be awesome." Well, yeah, I I thought about that earlier today as like. You know, having Garoppolo and Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs. I mean, are they going to really be the worst team in the NFL? No, no, no. So that that they're they're poses the problem too. If they have an opportunity to get one of the quarterbacks, they're going to have to, even if it's Levis. I think if it's if Levis is available, they trade down to like Tennessee. Yeah. Well, Wow. Yeah, maybe they're going to hang their hat on Jimmy. I mean, it is Josh McDaniels, well, you know. That's I mean. Bennett, baby. They're saying he's <laughs> well, not even just... drafted. You can get him off the free agent market. <laughs> if I don't get one of the top three quarterbacks, and I know I'm not getting Will Anderson, I want either Jalen Carter or Weatherspoon at seven. Yeah. That's it. I don't want anyone. Maybe Tyree Wilson. But if. I mean, I think you're good with any of those three. Um and like I said, Josh McDaniels, you know, maybe he's ready to hang his hat on Jimmy G. He's always liked him. If all that is gone, then I trade down, and then I could try to get, like, Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. It's a, it's an exciting draft. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. If you're still listening, (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to subscribe and like. Uh, Catch us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, we will see you guys next time.